Hi, this is Talking Astrology with me, Christina Rodenbeck. And me, Andrea Soule. This month we'll talk about the spring equinox and why it's so important in the astrological calendar. We're also going to have to look at this tough Saturn station that we've got going on at the moment and Obama and Cuba and Ian Duncan Smith. So should we go straight on to the, let's go on straight on to the Saturn station, to Saturn turning retrograde this month. Mm -hmm. Saturn is in Sagittarius. And at the moment, it is in a, it is stationary, so it's not really moving at all, and it's going to go retrograde on the twenty fifth of March. Now, the thing about this, 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 ha- this does happen, uh, you know, often, but mm, yeah, the the problem with this, or the, the 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 difficulty with this Saturn square, is that it's going to square Jupiter, which is also retrograde. It is, yeah, and it's exact, right? Yeah. So at the moment that it turns retrograde, it is also squaring Jupiter. Now, Jupiter is in Virgo, Saturn is in Sagittarius, and this is, we, we've seen this reflected in what's happening in the wider world. For example, um, I feel that the, it's about making contracts, Saturn and Sagittarius, making agreements and making international agreements. So we've had this international agreement between the EU and Turkey about swapping migrants, and you can just tell that this is not going to work. This is because it's been done on the Saturn station, and it's in conflict with Jupiter in Virgo. Jupiter in Virgo is all about details, and Jupiter is also retrograde. Yeah, and I think it's about it's about information as well, right? Jupiter in yep. Virgo, very much about information. But also we see it, we see it with the migrant crisis. But I think we also can see it in um, political parties, both in the UK and the US. And I think what it's mm. about is it's about there's a I said a polarization, but actually Christina corrected me that actually it's not a polarization, but there's a conflict. There is a the different points of view coming together and not being able to mm. find a resolution. Um, the Conservative, which is the right-wing party in um, in the UK at the moment, is in meltdown. Mm. Um, they are both they are disagreeing violently over the issue of the EU, mm. and it's splitting the party. And I think again in the US we have the Republicans mm. and Donald Trump, and again the party is being split and mm. in meltdown. Mm, it is, and actually we um, you can see this. I, the, the term civil war is perfect for this because, of course, Jupiter is a planet that you could associate with cavaliers and Saturn is the planet of the roundheads. So these are the two parties that were in conflict during the British Civil War, the English Civil War. Um, uh, the cavaliers, of course, were the king's men, royalists with long flowing hair and beautiful clothes and theatre and fun and games and... Uh, having a jolly old time and drinking and the laughing cavalier, etc. And the roundheads were these Puritans who were very strict, who liked rules, who wanted to get rid of the theatres, who, but who had some important points to make about democracy, fairness and representation. Uh, It's thanks to the roundheads that we have a parliament with some, uh, with a voice. Um, so right now we have a conflict between the planet of the roundheads and the planet <laughs> of the cavaliers. So Jupiter is obviously the cavaliers. <laughs> Jupiter is it's always expansion and looking forward, mm. and um, Saturn is is always about is, is often about rules and regulations and also wisdom. Mm. 
I mean, which you must never forget that Saturn is wisdom. So mm. there is, there is, there can be some good in, in good in this in some way. I mm. think that what we didn't say at the beginning is this square goes on from now until um, yeah, and throughout May. So actually, we are going to be feeling this for a long time, and I think lots of international agreements will be made and then re and broken. Yeah, um, uh, which is important. But I think it's also very. It, we should be looking at it personally. Um, yeah. It's all very well. It is very different personally. And there is a sense of, often I think there's a sense of lots of information coming in and not quite knowing what to do with it because we've got the Jupiter in Virgo that is full of information and we've got the Saturn in Sagittarius, which is contracting. Yeah, Jupiter in Virgo, I can't help imagining a a Eurocrat drowning in mounds (laughs) of paper as he tries to sort of make these deals or make these rules about actually banking might be part of it as well. We might have an economic yeah, yeah, side to this. Yeah. But, you know, making these rules about migrants, etc. Um, so too much information. And how that works personally is that you need to know that you might be getting too much information and you need to pay attention to the detail. Um, but one thing that I would caution with this that I think is really useful to know is don't break the rules right now. You'll get yeah. caught. I also think with Saturn Jupiter, because Jupiter wants to expand and wants to go ahead and wants to, you know, is really enthusiastic. And Saturn is sitting there saying, hey, wait a minute, you Mm. can't go anymore. You can't go any further. You know, you can't do this because Mm. there'll be a lot of that feeling around in your life. Mm. You know, oh, I wish I could do this. Ah, I can't because. And there'll be Mm. this weighed down feeling of duty often. Mm. You have to make a dance between these two. You have to find the balance because the way to deal with this energy, because it is tough and it's awkward. So the way to deal with it is to dance between the two. See mm. what you can do. See how you can actually maybe have a bit of fun or live a bit of what you're wanting to live and also fulfill your duty or fulfill mm. the structures, you know, look at, look after the, the important things in your life. Mm. Um, I think the other useful thing to keep in mind is that this is a time when patience pays. Mm. But if you can be patient and outweigh uh, your enemy, perhaps, say, for example, if you're involved in a lawsuit or if you're trying to buy a house, um, being patient and waiting it will really pay off. Um, so kind of digging in for the long term. The other thing that's important to remember is to, I want to say, curb your enthusiasm, um, which uh, if you watch Larry David, you'll know what I'm talking about. Um, or curb your desire for exaggeration, as yeah. Andrews was we're saying, um, which is a, which is a sort of um, Sagittarian thing. So Saturn Sagittarius wants you to stop exaggerating and tell the truth, tell it like it is. So next we're going to talk about Obama in Cuba. Very exciting. Very isn't exciting. It? It's a historic moment. It genuinely is. And um, there are many ways we could have tackled looking at this event. But we decided to simply look at what happened to the chart of Cuba as a nation. Um, which uh, So we chose the chart for the 2nd of January 1959 when Fidel Castro took over and got rid of Batista. Um, and actually, this chart is very highly activated right now. Yeah, it's, um, it's a wonderful example of astrology. Um, what we have is... On the IC, which is the very bottom of the chart, Pluto is um, conjunct the IC, so it's just gone over the IC. And Pluto in astrology is always about um, 
one cycle, it'll be about a cycle dying here, a new mm. one um, starting again. But it's also very symbolic of the black man stepping onto the soil of Cuba because mm. the IC is also the earth. It's the earth of the country. If you look at the IC in your chart, a chart of your house, it would be the earth. Um, and the other thing uh, that's really momentous in this chart is that Uranus, the planet of change, is crossing the angle of partnership. That's really simple. It's a change in partnership um, for Cuba with its closest neighbor, of course. Um, so that, if you recall, um, Pluto and Uranus have been squaring each other for years, and there have been some nasty moments with this and some nice ones, and this is a nice one. Uh, um, Pluto-Uranus changing things for the better. Um, just one more point about this, about what happened on the day that Obama set foot in Cuba, is it was, it's nice that it was on the equinox. Yep, not degrees of Aries, new yeah. beginnings, new start. On the day of the equinox this year, when Obama was busy landing in Cuba, there was a very beautiful Neptune and Venus conjunction in Pisces, which is one of the best conjunctions of the year. And it was the conjunction of love and universal love. Compassion, kindness, Compassion, kindness, etc. So he was bringing that to Cuba. But on the subject of the equinox, what, what does it mean to you? It's the beginning of the astrological year, isn't it? It's an important point in astrology. Yeah. It's the first de nought degrees of Aries. Mm. I see it as the um, plant just coming out of the ground, mm. just coming above the ground. I see the green shoots suddenly are just coming up. Mm. And which relates to the sign of Aries, which I always see as something always, Aries always have to push forward, don't mm. they? They're always pushing forward and using all that energy. So mm. um, the spring equinox is mm. about that, is about mm. the beginning. Um, and of course, it's the beginning of the astrological cycle. Mm. Mm. I also think that actually, um, you know, stepping out with great verve and with yeah. spring is not really going to happen, is it, until after we've got over the next couple of months, because... There is enough holding us back, as we've discussed earlier. Actually, and the thing about Aries is normally Aries is a sign of great enthusiasm. Yeah. And I think that we're going to, you know, there's going to be a conflict between that feeling of enthusiasm and being feeling a bit squished no, and it held back. It ain't going to feel like that. You enthusiasm. Know, no, no, enthusiasm. Yeah. It ain't going to feel like that no, at all. No. At all. Feeling, in fact, um, I'm looking at you, Andrea, and we're both feeling a bit unenthusiastic <sighs> today. Not because we don't like doing this podcast, but just because, you know, we can feel that Saturn weighing oh, yeah. us down. It's quite incredible. So talking about Saturn weighing us down. Yeah. Shall we go and look at a very Saturnian figure? Yep. We're going to we're going to talk about his hair at the end because we are going to have a theme of people's hair Cause... on the um, talking astrology. Okay, right. Ian Duncan Smith is was the Minister for Workers and Pensions. And uh he has just uh, upset the apple cart, I think we could say. And how did he do that? He did that in the following way. The um, Chancellor of the Exchequer presented his budget a couple of days ago, which he has to do every now and then. And he tells us how he's going to be spending the nation's money. And this is a big event in the political calendar. Uh, and normally his party will then vote to pass the budget, it's called, um, quite easily. And actually what happened was that Ian Duncan Smith has written a letter 
the Minister for Works and Pensions, saying that this is a very unjust budget and essentially that the Chancellor of the Exchequer is robbing the poor to benefit the rich. Well, we stuck up the chart because that's really what we wanted to find out. Yeah. And bang, what was there? But Uranus, that is the planet of rebellion and um, it, rebellion and doing things completely out of the blue, was conjunct his son. Now, when this happens in astrology, you have to do as you feel and you think. You know, you have to have your say. You have to be authentic. Mm. Um, Uranus is always about authenticity. So here it is. Ian Duncan Smith just couldn't carry on being part of the fold and chose to leave the Conservative Party. Uranus conjuncting your son in Aries. It's, it's, you can go your own way, isn't it? He was, he, you also, the heart, the son is your heart, isn't it? Yeah. He had to be true yes. to his heart. So if anybody's sort of thinking, was he really following his conscience? I would say, yes, he probably was, actually. He, he does mean it. Presumably, he's a politician. It's also political well, as well. But well, And he believes he believes that he has the truth. I mean, he believes yeah, what he's speaking absolutely. is the truth. But more to the point, should we get to his hair? Or oh, lack of? You, you want to talk about his hair? Can I just please I just talk oh, about the Saturn-Jupiter square first, and then we can get to his hair? You can talk about Saturn-Jupiter square, and then we can get to his hair. <laughs> okay. Uh, he has got Saturn stationing in his second house of values, so he is literally re-evaluating his values. He's rethinking it, and this is a major change for him. But he will be re-evaluating his standing in the world no. with that Jupiter on That's... the midheaven and his reputation, because we must remember yeah. that the midheaven is always the reputation. So there is a there is an awful lot going on. There is yeah. an awful lot going on for him. Yeah, and he's not going out of the public eye in a lot, for a while. He's got Jupiter right up there in the 10th house, uh, tr transiting Jupiter up in the 10th house. So, Andrew, would you like to talk about Ian Duncan Smith's lack of hair. hair? Ian Duncan Smith is balding, isn't he? A little balding? Bald. <laughs> a little bald. He's a redhead. <laughs> he is literally. He has a shiny pate, which which reflects so, the sun. So he has Scorpio rising, mm -hmm. with Saturn exactly conjunct the ascendant, which would I think you a lack of hair. But mm. to add to it, it's opposite Venus. So I don't think he likes his bald head. Don't you? No. Do you think the ladies like it? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what they say. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. But we do think that he's going to—he's aging well. Yeah. Do you know? So what? He's got a bald head. Uh, but Saturn, Saturn, you age well. Yeah. You age well. You look old before your time, and then you, as you yeah. get older, you look younger. You he's, sort of stay the same. Exactly. He's going to look fine. I mean, there's one other thing with that, which I think is probably probably slightly irrelevant, but I just want to say it anyway. <laughs> is that he's got. A moon-Uranus conjunction in Cancer. And I feel, so he's got this very strong moon. And there's something very kind of moony about his, his head, his shiny head. His face is And his face. His face it shines like the moon. Yeah, yeah, it does shine like the moon. I think that's, um, that's <laughs> it for this week. <laughs> A month. We'll see you next month when Taurus, yeah, next month was just Taurus month, weren't we? Yeah. Um, and, or not see you. We'll talk to you. We'd like to see you. Um, and you can get in touch with me, Christina, at The Oxford Astrologer. And me, Andrea, at andreasool.com. <laughs>